Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the fashion. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The music. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. And the selfishness. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. TBT columnist Gina Vivanetto. Hey, I'm Steve Spears from SPTimes.com. And we no longer refer to him as of this podcast as our special guest. Now he is one of us. I want to be a co-pilot. Us. Hey, one of us. Uh, it's Sean Daly, pop music critic, St. Pete Times. Happy to be here with you two again. Well, I love you guys. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> this week we're talking about Culture Club because because um, Boy George has been in trouble recently. He's been a very, very naughty little boy. Someone not so little. Some not so little these not days. Not so little. Not so What do you think little. he's weighing in at these days? Ooh. I mean, listen, I'm a big man, but I can, so I can How make these jokes. How tall are you, Sean? Yeah, We've just like a woman. I'm six two. Well, you, you, <laughs> Actually, you don't hang up, out with me at night. Nice. Stand up, Sean. Stand um, up. Let me get a look at you. I feel like Let me yeah. get a look at you. Oh, like yeah. you're me. I am. Sorry, it's getting body in here. No, so I'm about 6'2". Yeah, so Boy George is 6'1". 230. So if you're 230, I'm saying Boy George is at least Three, yeah, I'd he might say. be tipping the scales of yeah. three. And with the shaved head, with the Star of David on his head now. <laughs> He's got a what now? He has a Star of David. I don't think it's a tattoo. I think it maybe he paints it on daily on his head. And he is that the Star of David? It looks like it looks like a giant blue spider. Uh, it looks is like a pentagram, but it's actually a Star of David. Um, we're get, we're getting we were we're about wow. to make a point here, people. Just keep, <laughs> okay. keep rolling sorry. with us. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And he okay. So in October, um, Boy George did what any really, 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 really smart, incredibly high person does. He apparently, okay, there's different versions of the story, but he had a, a prostitute, um, which I only can assume was male, in his, um, since he is a gay man, why bother calling a female prostitute? But I'm thinking it's a guy he, in his a Manhattan luxury apartment. They keep describing it as a luxury apartment in Manhattan. He, um, he and the male prostitute got into a bit of a scuffle. Apparently the male prostitute was trying to rob him, and they got into a little bitch fest, and then... Um, he said, you know, I'm going to call the police. The prostitute said, go ahead, call the police, because Boy George was apparently very, very, very high. And um, the prostitute left. Boy George did, in fact, call the police. The police came came inside the apartment and immediately saw a bag of cocaine on Boy George's computer table, <laughs> which, I mean, you got to be so high to invite the police in your house and say, yeah. Oh, oh his, his exact words when the police, according to all the, the reports and all the articles and all the press I've read, his exact words to the police when he opened the door was, What's up? <laughs> After he called the police, the police knock on the door. He opens the door. And goes, "What's up?" It's Did like, he you, yeah, so he like you called us and reported a burger burglary. That's so it's hard. Somebody say that. Yet. Somebody say word. it. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Burglary. Remember when yes. I screwed up and I said jock joint that one time? <laughs> jock joint. <laughs> you reported a jock joint, Mr. One, O'Dowd. Yeah. And so you know, they came in. They found a bag of cocaine on the computer table, and apparently there was a woman there. Like I don't know why you have a 
male prostitute and some random friend, Maybe female it was friend walking. Boy George's so, maid. So, so, so the woman who's like a friend of his said, "Yeah, there's more cocaine in the other room. Like helping <laughs> the police, they found more cocaine." Oh, he gets arrested for you know possession and filing a false police report, and now, according to different articles, is facing up to 15 years. Time. In the pokey. Time will give me time. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. So now, you know, I love Boy George so much for so many different reasons. Not, you know, first and foremost, he's just such a talented person and he, he broke so many barriers in the 80s with the whole androgyny thing and finally, finally coming out of the closet. Because at first, you know, there were all these quotes, if you recall, he was like, I'm not gay, I'm not a transvestite. And then finally he was like, I'm bisexual. And then, you know, eventually he was like, well, yeah, I'm gay, duh. So um, he did so many neat things. And for someone like me, a, a little queer kid in the 80s he was a you know a, someone I was really really paying attention to he was a major trendsetter and somebody very very brave so I love the guy but he's got some drug problems yeah I mean how do you keep that in perspective now I mean because you're, you're looking at someone who doesn't he's a shell of the person he once was well not well, not exactly he's still he's still he still has a lot of success. He's a hugely successful DJ, you know, and he was a DJ before he got into Culture Club in How the old 80s. Is he? 44. He's only 44? Hey. Good lord. You try he doing heroin like and cocaine about, your whole life and looking as like good he's as about, he looks. He looks like he does look pretty Uncle lousy. Fester. Oh, he does. He kind of does, you guys. It's I never really thought sad. about it. Yeah. Well, those pictures of him that they took were pictures of him, I believe, on his way walking into. He threw an airport. And if you want to see a picture. He looks bad for real, really bad. You got to go to our blog. You got to go to our blog. We couldn't legally put the picture on our blog, but we have a link to it. Right. We were very sneaky. We ah, at Stuck so in the sneaky. 80s are sticklers for the law. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go on our 80s blog, Stuck in the 80s, and then we have a link where you can click on it and see a picture of Mr. George O'Dowd. And he, but he instead does. of you know talking about his, he's got a misfit shirt yeah, on too, which is let's really go back cool. To his Why don't we celebrate Board George when let's, he was let's go incandescent? History. No, let's go let's through go, history. Yeah. We've got a lot of information we can share with you here. Okay, Boy George in the seventies, late seventies in London, the, the the punk scene. Why are you guys laughing already? You're already laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking See, of that. I'm, I'm a day of someone else. <laughs> oh, um, shut in up. 1982, Boy George records. At least I come with knowledge. You guys just sit here and make jokes. About your peepees and stuff. <laughs> They're coming. I got a lot of peepees. I already made one that was a silent joke. Oh, you want to go in and tell us about how you are, in fact, a ferocious lover? We want to just get this oh, yeah, out of yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, before we. I just want to say that this, uh, th- this it's podcast. Been um, Boy George called I know up that we and have said. a huge. I know that we have a huge international market, you know, but I wasn't sure how we were doing here in the, 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 the States. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got. Uh, actually, Stateside. on my blog. Uh, which the address is too much too long to give right now, but on my blog, isn't it a, a Sean is ferocious <laughs> No, a former paramour of mine, and I won't mention her name. But oh, it's a woman. <laughs> I was just kidding. Wow, you're really. I am. I'm going to talk about seeing you today. But she said because I had made a joke at our Billy Idol uh, podcast that I was a non-committal, aloof lover. Right. But I said that Billy Idol, I had heard that he was a ferocious lover. From In fact, downtown, downtown Julie, Julie Brown. Brown right. And so we're making a joke that I'm lame in the sack. And so <laughs> this woman blogged me, and she's like, "Your your podcast was hilarious." And you're ferocious, or something like that. Right. And I'm like, wow, I'm a little freaked out right now because I have a family, and you know, the whole family is about to destroy. I'm freaked out that she's but got at the that same weird time, voice. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had a pretty sultry voice. I have okay. the freaky voice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the podcast people are listening, and I should so, be getting sued any day now. So thanks, right. guys. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Well, a little good. legal trouble never did us. Especially any harm. when it's for something that cool, you know? Yeah. 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 I yeah. want to be sued. Saying, like, no. Confirming no, you're, 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 you are hot. Stand up again. Let me get another look at that. 
it's out all my six foot, all six. You can say whatever you <laughs> we want. We should have a censor sitting over there in the corner. <laughs> whoop, whoop, but anyway, that's it. I have another uh, sexually charged story coming up a little later. But okay. why don't you go ahead, rock me on the All right, day. okay, here we go. <laughs> so before Culture Club got started, which again involved Malcolm McLaren, the guy behind the Sex Pistols and all these bands in the in the seventies, he he discovered Boy George. And, you know, he had a look. Shut up. He had a look. He was already doing the whole androgyny thing and dressing really neat in London, being a DJ. He hooked up Boy George with uh, Mikey Craig, who was, what was he? Was he the bassist? Yeah, he was the bassist. Um, he was the black fella in Culture Club. <laughs> hooked him up. Fella. And All then right, with well. Roy Hay. And then um, eventually with John Moss. From Adam Ant. From Adam Ant. He, he also played with the Dam, too, uh, briefly. John Moss was that very, very good looking fella who played the drums in Culture Club. And he was All also Boy George's lover the whole time Sweet. they were together. That's but it was deal. a big, big secret, but not a very well kept secret. Because apparently every song that Boy George wrote in Culture Club was about his secret affair with John Moss and how. Every song is awful. about pretty much everything. If you if you read Boy George's book Take It Like a Man, which he wrote in 1997, it was published. It was about you know he says like every single the whole entire he said he he called his affair with John Moss the drummer the engine of the band, and that the fact that John Moss up until then had never been with a man, and apparently after that was never with a man. Like he it was just this fluke of a strange thing. He was you know primarily a heterosexual guy, had tons of girlfriends because he was so good looking and. And then met Boy George and was just oddly, you know, one of these strange, well, strange things. Which like one? He was we got, I'm holding the best of Culture Club, the CD. The, okay, Which we're holding up the album. Here's John Which, Moss is right Look there. at the album. The right extremely, here? very handsome one, yes. Yeah, yeah that, he's they, extremely very handsome. Yeah, he's he looks, gorgeous. He looks, he looks a little Everybody like thought he was gorgeous. What was yeah. Eddie? Eddie on the Munsters. Was it just Eddie? I don't, well, Did he have a nickname? He's got Eddie that Monster? cool hair that we all want. <laughs> a little bit. No, he was really good looking, and he had all these girlfriends. And then, like secretly, he was with for the, the duration of the band. He was Boy George's boyfriend. But see, he's got the earring and in Boy the right George, ear, though. Of course, isn't right? All... Isn't right is wrong? I don't 80s, remember the, what the rule was. I think that rule applied to one week. But I've got. And I'll, I'll help her. Please. I, um, I have a whole bunch of information about there. Okay, here's a quote. Boy George, our relationship, our relationship was the band. The music of Culture Club was the soundtrack to the relationship he says and then all of this was in in the book um Reading George's biography, one gets the sense that the relationship declined as Culture Club grew more and more successful. So apparently they, they fought a lot. It was a very violent relationship. One time, twice, John broke his finger while hitting George. And George threw bottles at him all the time and things like that. Um, it wasn't a very happy relationship, apparently. It was a very sexual, violent, crazy, weird relationship. And John was very frustrated by it because he didn't know, why am I with this man? You know, he was like in love with him, attracted to him and all this, but he wasn't very happy was about this before it. They- very, started very making conflicted. actual music? No, it was like from the moment they met, they became in a band and they became lovers. But John was never very happy about it because he he felt like, you know, this he I'm a man. I'm a heterosexual. This this is emasculating to me. Why am I attracted to this transvestite person? And he was never very happy about it. You know, so he, he constantly had affairs with women to prove that he was still, you know, this, you know. Oh, John Moss. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He, he wasn't ever happy about it. Of course, Boy George was hopelessly in love with him. So it was just a very strange dynamic that made for some very good music, but then ultimately destroyed the band. And once the the band started to kind of fall apart. That's when Boy George started using all the heroin and stuff. Uh, and in 1986, he had that well-publicized 
Huh? Yeah. This is like a sad yeah, podcast. Yeah, I thought, well, I'm about to bring well, it to the Well, it did make gutter, some, so. well, well, we should hear, like, maybe one yeah, of the tunes that, that made music. some really great music, though. So, you well, know, that's what makes art, about their you guys. First big hit, because I think well, that's, do you really want to hurt me was the yeah, very big, that, you know, that's what it's all about. And that was their very, very big, a huge, huge and when we video all, you know, huge video. MTV. We all got to, we heard this great song with this incredible voice that was kind of, you right. know, male, female, exactly. who's singing this? And then we see... This what year was that? What year person? was that? 82. I was 12 years old. And I, let me just let me just tell this little story quick. Please and do. I used to, you know, when I was a randy little kid, when you're 12, I'm starting to feel my oats. You know, I'm be- slowly becoming a man. I'm still slowly. <laughs> still going kind you're of getting slow. there, buddy. Any day now, that long road trip will be over. But anyway, and so you kind of cruise around on MTV looking for, you know, MTV had a lot of hot chicks. I remember in the uh, Hungry Like the Wolf video. Oh, yeah. Remember? That was so like, I, that's uh, like porn. Girls on film. That's like porn to a 12-year-old. Girls on film. I'd be like, ooh. Porn. And so I remember like sitting on the couch one day, eating, eating Fritos, looking for some hot chicks. And I'm like, ooh, who is this young filly, you know? Do you really want <laughs> And I'm thinking, ooh, Sean, Le- hold on, wait a minute. What's going on? And since then, I've been really, I mean, it set me on a different path. Yeah, but I was fooled by right. it first. Sure, and, so was John uh, Moss. <laughs> and I think, yeah, John Moss and I, and when then John Moss and I started dating. Yeah, and, we were, it was and you very fought strange. a lot. You broke your finger yeah. hitting yeah. him. And- but, well, um, but yeah, but you want to hear the song? I want to hear the song. I remember the video. He was walking yeah. around the pool me looking Fritos. very pretty. Imagine I mean, Sean adding a whole other sexual element to now when we watch the video. I can't even cue up that puppy. I'm horny. That song. It's you know what it reminds song. me of? Though? What's it remind you of? Sean eating Fritos. <laughs> I was also wearing Garanimals or Tough Skins. It might have been in Tough Skins. I've lost it. I've lost it. Stand up again, Sean. There's something else to say. <laughs> what? What's it? Uh, I'm sorry. Steve? Oh, when did uh, you get here? <laughs> I give up. I went out of this. <laughs> Uh, okay, all my it friends. It all comes back to the wedding singer. That was my point. Yeah. Everything in the eighties always comes back to the wedding singer, and I love that scene, in the wedding singer, where they in uh, Adam Sandler's band they they play they cover this song, and uh, Steve Buscemi, who's totally wasted at the <laughs> wedding reception. When he sees the Boy George character, goes, ooh, I like her. <laughs> oh, that's right. A lot of... Um, I want to cue that movie up tonight. One of my friends and, and several other people in my high school actually dressed up as Boy George for Halloween those first few years that he was really popular. Um, and I, I, I'm just, I just want to put that out there. So. Yeah. Well, evidently, yeah. Boy George look like contests oh, were, yeah, they were, were all the rage. Oh, yeah. They were hugely popular, yeah. God, we had to have a Boy George party where y'all come. Yeah. That is just totally not going to work. No one's going to show up. I'd be into that for sure. Are you you like stoked to watch the wedding singer now, aren't you? I am. I would I love am. that. I, wish we I think that. we should do, and let's make it some feedback. Have we put this out before that we do a, a running commentary <laughs> on, <laughs> on the wedding singer? Yeah, we talked about doing that, and we talked about doing one on Valley Girl. Now, okay, Boy George, remember, um, he was the second singer in Do They Know It's Christmas, The oh, Benefit oh, Days. Oh, yeah. That part is great. That's yeah. actually really, really you know good. Paul Young sings the first line. You probably already know this. Yes. 
He you came do? 12 hours later. He was the last. Say? Yeah. Yeah, he was, was the last person to fly in. They, they're, why were they so late? Was it a diva thing or is he somewhere uh, else? I think they were just because they, they flew had, in 12 was? hours after everybody else. Yeah. And that's why they're not in the official. He's actually, although he's the second line, stuff. He, he, was, he recorded after everybody else. And oh, he's that's not cool. In there. Yeah. That's the best thing that people are going to get out of this. this no, uh, it's yeah. not because we have more, more, more. Remember when they were at the band the live aid benefit he was all wasn't it live aid he was all covered in like white yeah. powder and stuff yeah. he was like completely wow, blitzed out of his mind yeah. he was really really super skinny like nobody had seen him in a while and then he came out and he was like almost emaciated for boy george and he had his whole face was covered in white powder for no like yeah, nobody knew why uh, and you were looking at him like okay something's going on boy george yeah. and like, i wonder what that if, white powder was yeah, yeah. And then, like, like very sort of soon after that he got that heroin bust. matched his face in the mound and, and he was really good friends with that other uh you know kind of marginally popular transvestite singer marilyn remember marilyn oh yeah marilyn had a hit right um, yeah, kind of, but I can't Maryland remember said? what it was. I, like, uh, I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, Marilyn made Boy George do drugs, blah, blah, blah. It was so funny. It was like such a neat time in the 80s when you could have all these weird transvestite pop singers on drugs. Woo! I miss those, those days. You know, I'm looking at, I imagine that uh, Color by Numbers was the sophomore album, was the, yeah, was the follow-up was the album. One, yeah, yeah. a lot of hits it's, on that, didn't it? It's a lot of hits. Ready? It goes, it's Karma Chameleons on here. It's a miracle. Uh, Church of the Poison Mind, oh, yeah. Miss Me Blind. But then I started laughing during your very tender, touching story about uh, transvestites at looking at some of the bonus tracks. Number, one of them is called <laughs> Man Shake. Wait, what? I can't understand. Let me try to read that. For, man Shake. Man Shake. Mystery man, Boy. Man Shake. You know what's... <laughs> and I, I'm thinking Man Shake. And then He's the next one is Mystery Boy. And then the parentheses says... <laughs> I can't read well, you know, Somebody who, who's not Sean tried to read that. <laughs> Could you read that? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Melting Pot? No, the second Wait. one. The Suntory. What does that say? Oh, Mr. Suntory Hot Whiskey Song. <laughs> but then the what the heck is that? Is it Satori, you guys? No, Suntory. Suntory? I don't know. I was just... Remember my mind from, was in uh, the gutter again. Is that from... Lost in Translation, where Bill Murray does the commercials for Suntory whiskey. Oh, yeah. For relaxing times. Wow. Make it Suntory times. I wonder times. if that's, I mean, I'm sure there's really a Suntory whiskey, but I wonder no. if that's a reference to the. Maybe. You know, I've, I've been looking for Suntory whiskey forever, you know, being the whiskey oh, because, aficionado yeah. that I am, and I, I've never seen it. So I, and I wonder if that's a joke. Could that be a Culture Club reference? Could be. If I made a song, I'd want it to be called the Suntory Hot Whiskey song. <laughs> this not <isn't>... Man Shake. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not real subtle about his names. I guess the name of his uh, rec- recording album More now. More Protein. More Protein. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nice. Hey, listen. I don't think he's talking about the Atkins diet I don't either. either. Well, his first book was called Take It Like a Man, which I right. always thought was... Once again, not so subtle. Yeah. I tell you. The second is... book he has out, this year it came out, was, is just called Straight, which... Um, is is another really interesting book if you thumb through it. He he pretty much dishes on well he talks about his, you know, search for spirituality, which has been You're going on for a long, section. long time. <laughs> but um and then he just dishes on all these other <laughs> pop stars, which we'll get into later. Well you but, know what? I before we get really sad, Gina, I would love to hear one of the uh hits from well, this. Pick one. Um do you, uh Miss Me Blind? I like Church of the Poison Mind. Church of the, Ch- po- Church of the Church Poison Mind is interesting because they had that singer that used to kind of sing along with them oh, a lot. Yeah. Remember that other Woman singer. You'll hear her She's in on the background. I'm not judging the, the boys. Oh, yeah. Whatever that? happened to Let's her? Let's hear a little Church of the Poison Mind. I don't, I I don't either. We need to do a whole Whatever Happened to Her blog. I mean, oh, that'll be real interesting. Let's hear Church of the Poison Mind. That song really, really got you. Okay, got yeah. your feet Cute shaking. Up, Maestro. <laughs>
It's a sexy song. Very good song. I love the voice of that woman. Yeah, she had a great voice. I don't know what happened to her. Did she have her own career? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, do you guys remember this? 1986? The whole the whole group uh, was... Uh, oh, no, only Boy George. I'm sorry. Boy George was a guest star on the A-Team. On the A-Team? <laughs> In an episode called dun, Cowboy right. George. Can you imagine Boy George and, and Mr. T together? Um, I can see them, but George Papard together. I vaguely remember... Yeah, no kidding. I vaguely remember that, but I don't think I ever saw it. But I, I, I kind of remember the, the media you know, doing a big big hype about it. Ugh. That must but, have been uh, a low point. That was during his heroin addiction. So no, no kidding. Yeah, I can't, no, I know. What a choice. <laughs> I, think I, I would do anything, I think, to see that episode now. Anything? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anything. Would you do your Boy George dance for no, us? No, I, I don't. All, yeah. She does this great shimmy. I've been trying to get her to do it all day. If she won't. It's I saw, you know, I, I, I saw Gina perform on uh, Saturday night. You saw her band? Her band, The Peabody. She has a absolute, very, in all sincerity, a beautiful voice. A terrific voice. But she, then she dissed me from the stage and it all went horribly down. Oh, man. What would she do? I was right. teasing him from the stage. It. It's no. my thing. It's what I do. No, but she's really great. Stop teasing Do you guys have any web presence to Peabody's? No. That's kind of sad. <laughs> we don't. No, We've only really been good. together for five years, and we don't even have a demo CD God, or even, anything. Even my old band has a wet Yahoo group. Yeah. Oh, really? What's your old band? Give Epic it. Trash. Epic, Epic Trash? Oh, that's a good name. That's yeah. a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm sorry to... to, to, okay. to um, I'm just looking through. You know, I always felt about Culture Club. I think they they are, you know... One of the most underrated bands in the '80s, as far as real musicianship, I think that. And you can any critic out there can go ahead and poke fun at me all you want. I don't care. I think they're one of the best singles bands that ever was. I think their albums suck, <laughs> as far as you know, a, a whole piece. I think that they're not very good albums, but singles. I I don't think. I mean, they could go head to head with just about anybody. The Police, anybody. Their their singles are so great. Karma Chameleon, It's a Miracle. Sean already named them. You know, a bunch that of that second album is really. What's I'm sorry. What's, what's yeah, but. They turn out their fair share of dogs too. I mean, well, that's one what I'm saying. That like, you I really can't hate. get a, you can't. I, I don't. I can't really sit down with an entire Culture Club album and listen to it and go, "Wow, that's no. a great album." All I mean, their I mean albums even are some of their of hits average. are kind of nauseating to me. I mean, I'm just. Oh I'm, man, I'm, there's I'll, not one of their hits really? that I would ever turn off the radio. I'm not much of a Culture Club fan myself. Um, I don't really. I've never really gotten them. I mean, I always kind of appreciated their role in the '80s, you know, and I'll give them their their due. But songs like um, what was it, the War Song? Okay. The war, war song was that was what I was gonna say. There, that, okay, let's go ahead and hear the war song because that was about what I was gonna say. There's one get song. Get stupida. There's Remember one that the song video? that they put out which absolutely okay. Here's totally blue. This is and I think even they must hate it because it's sometimes not even on some greatest hits it's, compilations and things. Let's torture people with it. now. It's timely though, even now. But uh, it still sucks. It still <laughs> let's sucks. go ahead and hear the war song. Let, let it let it let it flow over us like a. <laughs> Warm stream of crap, like, like a man, like a man shape. Like a thin gruel. <laughs> I mean, did you hear the gurgling as the <laughs> contents of my stomach were rising up my throat? You hate the war song? I, I, I hate the strong it's word, totally but, sucks. It's but I'll use it for this song. 
Yeah, no, it's a bad I song. I bet Boy George wrote that in about five minutes. What the hell was it even about? Oh, shoot. I just said another bad word. It's okay. You can say how. I can say shoot for sure, right? It's a dumb song. <laughs> what was he writing? You know, what in 1986 does, was he so what? upset about? It sounds really different than all their other songs, though, because for the most part, all their other songs worked in a lot of, like, you know, different eclectic beats. And, you know, Sean and I were talking about, like, the steel drums. and. No, I think that with a lot of Culture Club, you're surprised when you look at the greatest hits. You're surprised at how deep it is. But it's also when you hear them on the radio, they because they didn't they did a lot of different percussion and stuff it yeah. still sounds and horns, incredibly fresh everything like these really cool horn blasts so everything like church of the poison mine and and when we we opened with Tumble for you and those dun, 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 a lot of that stuff is like really like uh you know the like the horn blast and everything it just like grabs you but war song isn't like that it doesn't like fit in with their whole catalog it's got it's well, like name another song that you think is really good i love it's a miracle it's I a like miracle. That. Oh, it's wonderful you know and it just has I great like the energy Barry Manilow version it's like a celebration the, oh, and you know what's course. interesting well, who doesn't like the Barry Manilow version? no you know what's interesting about it's a miracle it sounds like a celebration it sounds so happy and like they're oh, you were so earnest no but you know what's no you know what's neat stop it you know what's neat is it was originally called It's America. And it's about when they first were touring the world and they came over to America. At least this is what I've read and this is what I believe to be true and this is what I want to be You're true stick about with the song. This. Yes, it's about when they originally came over here and they were just so blown away by what a really incredible, vast, neat country it was. And they wrote this song called It's America. But then I think somebody kind of told them, like, that's a little bit hokey and why don't you go with something a little bit different? And they just sort of changed it to It's a Miracle. But if you he- listen to the lyrics, though, you know. God, I think It's America would have been less hokey. You never know who you <laughs> might meet, who you America. might find. Da, 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 you, know. you have a beautiful She's No, but I mean, if you, if you kind of listen yeah. to the lyrics and then in your head you know go back to the course to it's well, america i try not to go america. back to the course too it kind of makes a little bit more sense and then you know but then you know changing it to it's a miracle makes it really nice too it's, it's just a beautiful song i could listen to it again and again and again but uh there you go i don't know you know i kind of think of boy george as being sort of like the clay aiken of the 80s hey you know? i interviewed clay aiken yesterday you did how'd it go i absolutely did um i'm trying to think nice? how i can he was nice for about 15 minutes we talked but he has uh, <laughs> he had, he laughed a lot and his laugh is like a mad scientist but a rather <laughs> gay uh, but a rather gay mad scientist like <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just do it uh, like the, the, the weirdest time like <laughs> and like I don't know. It was really bizarre, but he was a nice enough guy. And I have a little scoop here oh, for Stuck in the 80s podcast. Uh-oh. He talked about retiring. He talked You're about that. kidding. The no, no don't say he, it. He said something extended, but I'm not sure how much longer I want to do this. But again, Cry sorry. out loud. How long has he been doing it? For two years? <laughs> but he was a nice enough guy. He, he, he well, was nice. And he called world, himself so. Vanilla, which I thought was kind of. That's do you know that his fans, his fans are called Claymates? Yeah, we talked about the yeah. Claymates. He said they're scary. They are? He admitted it? God. Someday, also, I have a great, great story to talk, tell about when I was a bellboy at the Columbia Inn in Columbia, Maryland. I drove Barry Manilow back from a That's concert. That's not when you, you oh. hit the thing, is it? No, no, no. But have I ever told you that time. before? No. I, I don't want to tell it now, but really, it, it involves fanalos and like fan-a-los. giant fanalos, and they're like, you know, stretched out 1977 t shirts and stuff. And like, oh, some of them, like, like a 400 pounder rubbed against me, and she's like, so, where? Where's Barry staying? Oh, <laughs> it's geez. just like. Oh. But anyway, this, hey, this, well, since, 
story of me driving Barry back is, is very, very funny, but for another time. Well, since, okay. since you mentioned Columbia, Maryland, say, say, give a shout-out to David Peterkovsky because he's the guy who did our uh, show intro for this podcast. Yeah, we love and it. And he's from Columbia, Maryland. David Peterkovsky? Yeah. All right. Columbia, Maryland. I love yeah. it. I, I lived on... Mad Jeez. Uh, I lived in... Oh, my God. What's the name of those places? They look like Swiss chalets, and I forget what... The, oh, Heatherfield? Heatherfield, I think that yeah. was it. But, yeah, He's, there's nothing... There's no there there, really, in Columbia, except yeah. for the Columbia Mall, which is he, great. <laughs> he, hey, I hate to interrupt, but I have some more information about Boy George. He wrote us after our last podcast and said... In 1992. <laughs> okay, go a, ahead. He wrote us after our last podcast and said how much he enjoyed the Piliato podcast, oh, and he nearly okay. drove off the road when he heard Sean mention Columbia, Maryland. Oh, that's all I wanted yeah, to say. Nice. Columbia, Maryland. I lived there for about four years. Excellent. Dave, yeah. try to listen to this podcast uh, at home. Just, you know. Meriwether Post Pavilion. I went there Eating a lot. Fritos. And someday, Dave, in fact, next podcast, I'll dedicate the Barry Manilow story in Columbia, at the Columbia Inn to you. That was, so go uh, back, back to our depressing news from Boy George. Okay. Boy George hates George Michael, interestingly, for fans of the 80s. He, um, he once said of Prince, too, that he looked like Prince was a rat drowning in a vat of pubic hair. Wow. Um, <laughs> he, a, he hates George Michael a lot because... Uh, if his songs were only as good as his insults, we'd be... Yeah, he has really good <laughs> dish about everybody. Why don't you like Culture Club? Something's wrong with you. Um, I think that's good. I, I don't like know. the dynamic not, here. Not edgy. Um, and you guys both hate Bon Jovi. I was reading the blog. You guys both hate him? Um, pretty much. Um, I just don't understand the appeal. Courtney Love, he says, she reminded me of that mad snake in the jungle book. He doesn't like him. He makes, See, look at that. He, he makes fun that of George Venom Michael over and over and over, yeah. over um, for his penchant for porcelain, which is uh, making what? fun of him for wanting to go into restrooms all the time and having anonymous gay sex. And um, Thank God I wasn't familiar with that phrase. Yeah. Penchant for porcelain. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's- I think that's got to be a bonus cut on He here. doesn't like George Michael. He also <laughs> said something about in his new book about George Michael. Um, he says that George Michael is, uh, what did he say? Something about him. He lacks a sense. Oh, he's too preachy. And, George uh, Michael is? George Michael is, yeah, because he's, he, he does. Talk about a penchant for porcelain. And then he George says, um, the he says about cow. George Michael, please shut up and throw her a cerise boa. That's what he says about George Michael. He calls her yes. her. I love that. It's very bitchy. I, you know, I visited, uh, I think it's called Will Rogers Park in uh, L.A. where, uh, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but yeah, we were driving by. And I went to the bathroom when George Michael got busted. It's a very nice park. That's really? Awesome. I, I was no, only there to use the bathroom. Do they have a plaque there? Oh, no plaque. <laughs> There's no plaque, but yeah, it's I don't even. Uh, it's yeah, I got some, actually, say anything more. George, uh, boy, George has actually been in the news a little bit lately. Um, we mentioned that. Uh, the whole uh, band aid. Do they know it's Christmas time? You know that that was actually 21 years ago mm. this week. Wow! This week, and just 12 hours ago, it was announced that he is going to be on the British version of uh, Big Brother. Boy George, Boy George's. yeah, That's he great. Did, he now okay. I found With, him not right. Big Brother. You know what I'm talking about. What's the name of the show? Where celebrity something? Celebrity. He said he would stick them all it. in the house and yes, they all go and nuts and kill each other. He said that he, the reason not, he not had the said world. no. They kept asking no, him. No, no, they're all a bunch of the reason. Hooey. He's, they kept asking him to do it, and he said the reason he said no is because heat is a drag queen's worst enemy, and he didn't want to have to sweat and be hot in front of everyone and have all his makeup run. He's doing it, though, right? But yeah, well, maybe yeah, he's doing it with now. With Anna Nicole Smith. Okay. Oh, no, really? Yeah, they can well, borrow each other's clothes. Good Lord. Well, I, if there, if that's not a reason to hear Karma Chameleon, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah. hear Karma Chameleon. Sweet. Cue it okay. up. <laughs> you string along. 
last year, um, he, Boy George, Linda Evangelista, one of the most beautiful women in the world, I think, and Christina Aguilera, who... I Never. love good voice. Um, X Tina. I really do. I, 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 I do too. I, I I'm really hot for cool. Steve. What do you feel? How do you feel about X Tina? I like it better than Brittany. I can't have the hots for someone who has the same last name as me. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really it's good true. point. I guess. Okay. Well, Unless you're married. Well, perhaps. Uh, actually, that, that is a little chink in the armor there, isn't it? <laughs> that's smooth. That, that explains that so much. <laughs> Okay, well, boy George, uh, Linda I demand that that stays in. I'll be furious <laughs> if that is removed from the podcast. Christina Aguilera, boy George, Linda Evangelista have replaced. They are now the new so faces of Gina. Mac. Yeah, I'm just trying to get this. I'm just trying to get the information to the people. I know, yeah. They are the own. new faces for Mac uh, makeup, apparently. Mac makeup for you boys in the room and you non-transvestite boys <laughs> is a very, very... Oh, God. Great. When you said he was a spokesman for Mac, I thought you meant the computer. No, honey. Mac is a really great makeup. I'm wearing their uh, mascara right now. But, um, yeah, boy George, uh, don't you think it's interesting, a man with... Christine Aguilera, Linda Evangelista. Does this not phase you at all? I mean, are you that modern? I think it's good. You're, I think Mac has. Are you that modern humor. and progressive? I modern. I think that. So that, uh, modern. Mac yes. shows a real sense of humor. And let me look at this picture of Christine Aguilera. She's very tan. Okay, and so um, a little bit. Uh, okay, we talked about Culture Club. We didn't get to play Miss Me Blind, but that's okay. 1992. Oh my gosh. Boy George, hot. if you recalled, recorded the Crying Game. It was wonderful. For the movie The Crying That's Game. That's a great song. Yeah. Great, it's an old song. 60s song, you know. Is it? Who did yeah. it first? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. But the Pet Shop Boys I produced the, the Boy George version of it. And then, you know, we'll quickly try to get you up to speed here a little bit. Um, in 1994, a woman in California tried to... Um, Sue him in a paternity suit. Oh, that's <laughs> got hilarious. tossed out. Wow, though. I guess yeah. so. So uh, he has claimed that he's never had sex with a woman in his whole entire life. There was a little bit of a brouhaha when he uh, wrote in his Take It Like a Man autobiography about uh, a relationship with this guy, Kirk Brandon, singer with this band called Spear of Destiny and Theater of Hate. I haven't heard either one of those bands. But he, the guy, Kirk Brandon, got really mad and tried to sue him for you know outing him and stuff, but that never went anywhere. Um, in 2002, okay, he, he had his big Taboo musical, which went very, very, very well in London and didn't do well at all over oh, here. Oh, jeez, over here, it, yeah, it only it was, went like a day. Wasn't that time. the thing, like it, in, yeah. in, on Broadway or off Broadway? Yeah. And one of the problems he had is in April 2002, to Madonna, the spiritual, wonderful, open-minded Kabbalah lady, wrote him a little note saying, you need to take my song Vogue out of your musical. She was very unhappy that he used it and also didn't like the fact that he changed some of the lyrics to Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire, that Madonna dyes her hair. Now, what's so insulting about that? So the truth is he, like, defense. Uh, well, she was upset about that. So he nah, she, let her be upset. You know, and I'm then so he wrote her. he wrote something in his book about that. You know, he dishes on her and cracks on her, but he said she's so spiritual she should be able to, you know, rise above it all. <laughs> so, I mean, what, like, come on, Madonna. You know, swing a little, as Frank Sinatra would say. Have you heard her new album, by the way? I have. I like. It I a reviewed lot. it. Thanks, last, for, thanks for reading the same P Times, Steve. <laughs> the last one. Do you? I, you know, uh, do you I, like that. I, I actually do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought her new album was good. Her uh, last no, I one gave it the terrible. B plus, but those grades are too. But yeah, I thought it was. It's fun. Yeah, There's a lot good. of hooks. It's not. It's all fast too. It's all dance. And I know you like to dance. I love to dance. I, I the cut dance, a mean dance. rug. You know, my wife will tell you she just can't. We've get me been off talking the dance about floor. Spears, by the way. Your wife? Is she, uh, she is now. I think she might want to be changing back to her maiden name <laughs> after this podcast. 
You guys, listen though. I want to. I'm going to tell you. I've made a big point about how he's so funny and witty and and says kind of funny bitchy things about people but let me just read you two things that he said in an interview you get a lot of that pitying this is a quote you get a lot of that pitying aggravating attitude from some people who think they are so elevated and that i think is very much the madonna style i made a joke the other day that if madonna doesn't like what i say about her she can always rise above it she's so spiritual but then later he says all the people i've written about in the book are heavyweights who can handle it if i really thought madonna was at home crying i'd be devastated but i don't think she is so i mean he's very clever and he's very funny Funny. And he takes and pot shots at people like Elton John and George Michael and people. I mean, he makes fun of people who are really, really super huge and famous. But like he said, you know, if I really thought it was hurting these people's feelings, I wouldn't be saying these you things. You know what I just know? realized now? Is that the subtext of this podcast is your deep feeling for Boy George. I really like him. Here we like were him. just screwing around, having fun. She really cares about it. What are we I, going in on here? What is this, I 40 care minutes? About was, what gave it away? The crying over there? <laughs> I think he's very funny, and I think he deals he's with just, life with humor, you know? And I feel just, bad no, for him. He's still somber and he's delving back bad. into drugs, and I'm worried about George. George, I'm worried about you, okay? Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'm going to And I don't want to see you go to open jail. Up the bag of and right. Clean up. For God's sakes, call me, you know? Where have you been? He's not gonna, if he's calling you anytime soon, it's going to be from... Uh, from the big house. From the big and house. And on that note... That'd be great. His one phone call. I don't want him to be in there for too, too long. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna say goodbye to you here now from all of us That's here. That's great. I appreciate your, your, your earnestness. And I your, do. Your, your, your I love caring. you, boy George. As so many of us <laughs> back from the day do. We, 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 we're, we're crossing our fingers for you. Okay. All right, why don't you wrap it up, Steve? Give me time <laughs> to realize my his crack. <laughs> he's going to have the time. Okay. We'll stay stay here, right here, stuck in the eighties. Bye. Stuck in the eighties is produced by the online minions of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The engineer is Mr. Dave Morrison. Special shout out to David Peterkovsky for producing our Zippy show opener. If you'd like to email us, please don't. We never answer our emails. But go to our blog at www.tampabay.com slash blog slash 80s. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Puppy. I'm horny. Miss it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Noonan. Noonan. Okay, are we ready? Yeah, we're, coming out, we're coming out of our temple for you. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. Are we ready? Let's do this. All right, let's okay. light this candle. Okay.